Welcome back to the SQ Sports Podcast, our NFL podcast. I am Shane alongside Jack. How are we doing? Doing well, doing well. Daniel Jones, baby. Let's go. Yeah, we got some big news. Big, big news to talk about uh, besides just the games. We can start with that Daniel Jones news that came out today. The Giants are naming Jones the starter. I think it's a good move. I think it's what you have to do. I know you're hyped up about it. Oh, dude. Dude, I mean, I'll get into it, but I've been waiting for this moment for probably about three and a half years. Yeah, three and a half years. For, for a new quarterback to succeed. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I mean, we could just get into it right now, uh, biggest news of the day. But I think it's, it's what you had to do, you know, because what the Giants showed in the first two weeks, it doesn't look like a playoff roster. So why just keep busting Eli back out there? I don't well, think- it, so it's hard to say because I think – I know I'm way too optimistic on Jones, but, I mean, dude, he – he's going to re, revive this offense. You still got Golden Tate coming back. I think Evan Ingram hasn't even played to half of the, his potential just because he has, he's had Eli Manning only throwing him screen passes or just like short dinks in the middle of the field. He finally has someone that can throw the ball down the field. He's proven he's accurate. Our offensive line is, like, top 10 in the league. They're performing at a top five rate. Like, this offense could be nice, and that could take a little less of the burden off of the defense. Granted, DeAndre Baker's a rookie. He's been playing really, really bad. Uh, Antoine Bethea's our fucking safety. Jabril Peppers hasn't been playing well. Our pass rush is a, our best pass rush is a third-round pick from last year. So, I mean, there are still a lot of holes, but, man – it's a good it's a good breath cuz I think we yeah. will beat the Bucks next week but yeah I think uh I mean it, it's a move you needed to make because the the organization needed a breath of fresh air like this. Um I do think the defense is still a, a real issue but getting Jones in there and pairing him uh with hopefully I don't know what the status on Shep is but um, yeah he'll probably play next week. I mean he, he's definitely going to want to play <laughs> now. Yeah exactly. If we got uh, young Shep and Evan Ingram out wide and then Barkley in the backfield alongside DJ. Um, yeah, I think it could be uh, turned into a pretty explosive offense after a few weeks of uh-huh. everyone well, figuring it and, out. And, like, this really does open up the door for play action, you know. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, like, it, this, could be, this could be nice because, I mean, Giants fans haven't seen a mobile quarterbacks and, like, who I, I don't even think ever, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's – it's an exciting times for for Giants fan, and and I think I think it'll take another draft. I I do think that you know just to you know fill the neat holes at linebacking or linebacker and edge rush, obviously. But man, oh man, am I excited! I'm yeah, excited. Exactly. I mean, these games are going to be uh, enjoyable to watch now. You know? Oh yeah, no. No exactly. matter the outcome, you, we we have something to take away from each game, and it's going to come from Jones's performance. Uh huh. And I read some absurd stat. It was like Eli Manning only threw the ball downfield in two games, like, or threw the ball 20 yards plus down the field in two games. Like, I think it was like five, seven times, something like that. Yeah, and like half tough. of them were Hail Marys. One of them was an interception. Like, yeah, it's a bad look, dude. Like, and I think Pat Trim is a quarterback guy. I think he knew to make that change. But let's talk about that game, though. I mean, yeah, so it was. Uh, tell me. <sighs> 
like just seeing that was bad in, in two aspects, offense and the de- defensive aspect, because one, the offense obviously couldn't move the ball at all. That first drive, Saquon went off just like last week against Dallas, just for, you know, busted out a lot, long run. And that was our only score. Couldn't put up points really at all until late in the game. Um, and Buffalo drove down the field. There was a 98-yard play or drive. Uh, and then I think it was two 70-yard drives just – Worked the defense down the field, made DeAndre Baker look like a fifth, sixth round pick, not the first round pick he was. Like, yeah. it was really bad. Yeah, I think uh, as much as the op- there is optimism on the offensive side of the ball now, James Betcher needs to do something with the defense. Like, there's names there. I mean, there there are like some names there. I, I know the top. It's not a top fifty. It's not a top half of the league defense. Uh-huh. We damn sure shouldn't be at the bottom of the league right now. Well, I mean, let's think about it. How many? How many players besides Denoris Jenkins and Antoine Bethay, and I guess Marcus Golden, but like he had one decent year. Yeah, well, you got. I mean, Jabril. Jabril over the age of like twenty four. I guess. Yeah. Jabril's Jabril's like right around there. Twenty four, maybe. Dude, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a young defense, and you got you got to realize we got rid of Olivier Vernon and Landon Collins, Damon Harrison, and Eli Apple last year. Yeah, so it's a, it's a big transition. Like a short defense, yeah. Transition guys like Dalvin Tomlinson, B.J. Hill, they're gonna have to step up. Lorenzo Carter, Tay yep. Davis has been looking nice, and I will say, I will say, shout out to all the white linebackers out there. Ryan Conley, he was looking really nice. Even though he got trucked by Frank Gore, he looked he get pretty nice. Dude, that was bad. I mean, like, that's a, that's a story for the ages when, like, yeah. you're, like, 70. You're like, yeah, I got just completely ran over by Frank Gore. It's a cool story. But, yeah, yeah, man, there's uh, too many holes. Definitely some optimism. And, uh, I mean, we're two weeks away, uh, but we're Bucks and um, Redskins, two weeks away from being two and two, so – uh-huh. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Well, knock on wood cuz I mean, who's to say Daniel Jones? I mean, I don't want to be I don't want to put the negativity out there, but who's to say he goes out there and just is Eli 2.0? I mean, I don't yeah, I don't think it'll be Eli 2.0, but I think there's still a uh somewhat of a chance he goes out there and at least the first couple of games just looks a little lost and doesn't play well. I could I could see that happen. Oh yeah. I oh, yeah. I mean, in the only regular season action he had was when Giants were down by 17, whatever, or not like 21, 25, whatever. Yeah, to the, Cowboys. the Cowboys. And he fumbled on the first shot. Well, you're putting him into a bad situation. Like, yeah, you can't take game, that. Let him, you know, get going. And boy, am I excited for, like, I feel like as a Giants fan, besides OBJ and, like, I guess Shep on and off, like, we have had terrible wide receivers. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't yeah. even want to get into it. I don't even want to get into it. But Ben Fowler was our wide receiver one for like a good quarter or two last game. Was, that was tough. Yeah, we need uh, we need Shep to get healthy, and we need those uh, four games to to speed up so Tate can get back on the field. Um, exactly. But yeah, another another big uh, move that happened this week: uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, formerly uh, yeah. the Dolphins, uh, was traded to the Steelers for a 2020 first round pick. Um, I like the move by the Dolphins. I mean, so, okay, so I like the move more from the Dolphins' perspective. I still think it's weird trading your first-round pick from the 2018 draft, but I don't know what the Steelers are doing. Like, Mason Rudolph well, easily go out there and win five games, and their pick is going to be in the top ten. Yeah, well, 
So here's the, well, here's the thing with Mike Tomlin. Like he, he has been one of the most consistent coaches in the NFL over the years. I put him in this right around the tier of like, you know, Belichick and Reed. like he's up there. He stayed in Pittsburgh this long for a reason. He's going to get it figured out. I think he could ultimately turn this first round pick into like a 21st overall pick or like a, even if it's above like 15 or 16, I think that's still a plus. You're getting a player in the prime of his career. Like he's already developed, like he's in the prime of his career for a first round pick. So he's basically just, you know, blown off that, um, you know, progression time for a player that he would draft yeah. himself. And like, it was also a response to how poorly his secondary played. And I think like, this is a sign that players got to step up, you know, or else he's going to get rid of them, trade them. I mean, that's just kind of me looking how he's setting the tone. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel that. I think it's uh it is a high-risk move. It's a high-risk, high-reward move. That's uh, definitely for sure because, I mean, Fitzpatrick was drafted 11th in the 2018 draft. Um, so, as, as, yeah, as long as you're in that, like, 15 to playoff range, it's, it's a good-looking trade. Right. If Mason Rudolph goes I – mean, Mason Rudolph showed flashes. He didn't uh, – he, he really did not look bad. I mean <laughs> – I hate to do this to Bears fans, but like he's more accurate than Mitch Trubisky. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I hear you. He's, uh, I, I mean, in college, he was uh, always tearing it up. Um, but I, I think, yeah, it's definitely a high risk, high reward play uh, from Tomlin and the Steelers. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, uh, uh, do, you know do you know if Mika Fitzpatrick played against the Patriots? I don't think I don't know if he played. Uh, I think he. Did, but I, I'm not possible. I'm not. Uh, okay. Damn. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, he played. He had six total oh, really? tackles. Yeah. Oh, okay. What the um, heck? I, I just think it's weird if players like request, like if Jalen Ramsey goes out next week, I just think that's like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if you've already quit on your team, are you fine? You yeah. Know? Also, speaking on the Dolphins in that aspect, like, I don't, I don't know what, what kind of example you're setting, like Brian Flores in the front office. Like, so you're expecting these other 53 guys to go out there and like bust their ass and like crush heads. Dude, like, and, and if someone can just come in and request a trade and you're going to grant yeah. immediately. Well, I mean, it's, that's, that's tough. It's, it's a tough spot to be in because like, regardless of what he says, it's going to be very critical. Like, I, I don't know. Like if a guy requests a trade and you say, no, I'm not going to trade you. You have to stick in this program and cause like a disastrous locker room. You don't want that. Yeah, and if, yeah. if, as a coach, you just got to be like, if you don't want to be here, if you don't like, if you don't trust the system, then, you know, get out of here because yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be a good two, three years. If they, even if they draft right, they have to draft right, obviously, until yeah, they, they can do. actually, you know, be something which sucks so much, especially when you have to play the Patriots twice a year. You have to play the Jets who have an upcoming quarterback twice a year. They have to play Josh Allen too, you know, yeah. it's, it's tough. It's tough. And, Sucks for Brian Flores, man. Like, yeah, everything is just turning to shit. Yeah, and then everyone wants to point fingers, and the, those those fingers obviously turn on on the coach. When like you really should be going through a developmental phase when you're coming into you know your first few seasons on a team that's already pretty bad. I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. To yeah, say least. I I agree with that. Uh, the one thing I'm trying to pull it up, but. Um... Uh, I saw a tweet. The Dolphins have in the next three years they have like seven first rounders. They have. Uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's seven first first and second rounders. I want to say. Yeah, because I, I know they have um, theirs and the Steelers, and then they the have Texans. they have the Texans. Yeah, 
they have like the Texans two first round picks. I'm pretty sure, but one yeah. and twenty, or it might be like a first and a second, and then like a second and twenty. Oh, so they have five. They have five in the next two years. Five, five first, first rounds because because oh, this upcoming year they have do, uh, their own Steelers and Texans, and then next year they have their own in the Texans. So, um, dang, yeah. I mean, and what do you? Here's another thing. What do you do with like? Obviously, they're gonna get the first overall pick unless, obviously, Daniel Jones doesn't work out. Yeah. But what do you do if Tua's there? You know. Who, yeah, I think you gotta. T- I think I think if Tua declares, I think you gotta take him. See, my my philosophy, and you know, people might not agree with this because there's a lot of Josh Rosen haters out there. I say you trade that pick back, get even more picks, and just take the top pass rusher in the league. Or yeah, the I, I, could, I could agree with that too. Yeah, I, like, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not out on Josh Rosen. I neither am I, and I feel bad because that's like situations that he is the most unlucky man. <laughs> yeah. Like wow. How do you? So, sorry, sorry, Josh. If you're yeah. listening, I feel yeah. for you. Yeah, he's had some unfortunate situations to start off his career. Um, but yeah, so I mean, another another uh, big storyline that came up from the weekend was uh, Jalen Ramsey and Doug Marone. Uh, got into it on the sidelines. Apparently, it, it had to do with like the coverage they're running. And Ramsey wanted to uh, follow Hopkins around the field, but Marone wanted him to stay on his side. Um, so it got a little heated, and then it came out that Ramsey wanted to be traded. And then Ramsey spoke on it today, and it, it seems like I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole lot of shit. Um, I think Ramsey's just super childish. I've never been a fan of him, um, so I'm taking Doug Marone's side on this one. Um, see, like a lot of people always want to take the coach's side, especially if there's like an argument like that. But as a coach, you, you can't lose your cool like that. Like when have you ever seen Belichick just completely just yelling at a player? He like, does that though. No, he does that. He does that. You just so? never, you, you never, dude, Belichick yells at players. You just never. No, but like he was getting in his face, like trying to like attack him, dude. No, like, he wasn't. No way. Cause you never, getting, he was like, I mean. You never see a player yell at a coach like, uh, back like that. That's why I think Ramsey. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's that should never happen. That should never happen. Yeah, that should never happen. I think. It, I think. So I think in 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 the the in the actual situation that took place, I think it's on Ramsey because you should never like yell at your head coach like that, especially when oh, yeah. you know, okay. everyone's okay. watching. But in the grand scheme of things, you could throw some of it back on Doug Marone. Because if he had like a strong grip of the locker room and people respected him, then the, a player wouldn't be yelling at him like that. So you could throw it both ways. I and I also really do think <laughs> like players see what goes on in the NBA, dude. Because this is almost getting to the point where yeah. like teams are constantly just wanting to go to like other teams just to like be with a better quarterback, like building kind of like I don't want to say super team or anything because that's way too hard to come by in the NFL, but yeah. like. That's that's kind of the mentality going into a lot of these athletes these days. So I mean, it sucks, but like the players have the authority now where they can put the pressure on the coach because everyone in, on social media knows they don't want to be there. Exactly. Everyone yeah. wants to ask those like questions at press conferences, and that just like it gets to coaches and makes them do, make irrational decisions and. It sucks, but that's what's that's what it's come to. Yeah, people got to realize that 
you know, they request that, that you got to trade. Like Melvin Gordon, I'm surprised he's lasted this long. But yeah, I know. I feel like uh, the Chargers may just kind of spitefully let him sit out. And because I feel like the Chargers are going to be fine this year. They're going to win 11 games. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I never, I never thought Austin Eckler wasn't what he like is doing. I yeah, always exactly. thought that because when he when he played when Melvin Gordon was sitting or was hurt last year, he put up these same numbers and like yeah. this offense is always you know top tier. Like, I mean, come on, man, yeah. come on, Melvin, dude. Like, what an idiot! Yeah. What an idiot. Well, speaking of Jalen Ramsey, uh, the Jags and Texans, uh, one point game. Obviously, uh, Jacksonville scored a touchdown. They were down seven, scored a touchdown with about 30 seconds left. Decided to go for two, uh, handed it off to Leonard Fournette, who was averaging three yards a carry on the day, and he got stuffed. Um, I, I don't hate the call to go for it. I don't like taking it out of uh, Gardner Minshew's hand. That's what I was going to say. He had, that, he had the hot hand, man. He, yeah. he drove down the field. Like, like, he has been very surprising. Like he is, he's done very well. He's had to, he's played the Texans, very tough defense. Six round pick just like got on the team. So second game doesn't really know the playbook that well. Probably wasn't expecting to start at all. Goes into a bad situation against KC. Granted, it's KC, but like he didn't do that bad. Like he, you know, kept it pretty like fairly close when you say in terms of Kansas City playing Kansas City. But I mean, he. Came back there very easily. Well, could have gone into off or overtime. He could have gotten the ball and he could have driven down the field again. I mean, tough call. But when you ha- when your offense hasn't sc- been scoring points at all the whole game, like yeah. I get, I get it, I get it. But yeah, like you said, should have kept it in Minshew. Yeah, I, yeah, should have kept it in Minshew's hand. Yeah, I've been high on Minshew since college. I wanted the Giants yeah. to take him and like. I remember. I remember you. I remember you told me to watch for him. Yeah, like, I I, yeah. and dude, and like this whole like swagger, like did you see him like getting off the? Plane? Yeah, yeah, that's badass. Yeah, and that's that, so and badass. Mustache, like. It's like it's like he's what Baker Mayfield wants to be, but like Baker's yeah. like, Baker's too weird to be like that. Like Minshew, has got that swag. <laughs> yeah, Minshew's so easy to root for. Um, yeah, for real. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching a, a lot of him this year. Um, I guess we could quickly touch on the Thursday night football game. Uh, were, uh, Thursday felt like so long ago. Um, uh, yeah. It's kind of just a super sloppy game. Dude, the- that was – oh, my gosh. Those <laughs> those two quarterbacks are so bad. I, and I'm sorry, but Cam Newton is ter- – he looked terrible. He looked so bad. And I, and I know he's been hurt consistently, but he looked so bad. Jameis Winston, too. I, I don't understand how you're going to be – what is he, fourth year, fifth year? I think it's five or six now, yeah. Oh, my gosh. His mechanics are so bad. Yeah. They're so bad. He doesn't keep the ball secure. Like, it's so bad, and his passes are so inaccurate. And I feel so bad for Mike Goodwin because he's played there. Or, uh, Mike Evans, I just combined him and attempted. Chris Godwin. Godwin. Yeah. yeah. Mike Evans is one of the most talented. Like, I put him up there with Julio. Like, if he had Matt Ryan, he'd be doing the same thing as Julio. Yeah, okay. He is that talented of a player, and he's had – such a terrible quarterback throwing to him. Feel bad for him. I really hope the Bucks tank this year, which I think they will. Can't believe they beat the Panthers. Like, come on, Ron yeah. Rivera, dude. I know Christian McCaffrey had a terrible game, only 53 yards from scrimmage. Uh, that Bucks defense is, is pretty solid, though. And that's why I think the Bucks are going to run into a problem this season is because they're going to win, like, six games because their defense is, uh, is really young. 
they have a lot of talent. So when you win six games, like you're kind of in no man's land uh, in regards to the draft. Um, like hope maybe Justin Herbert yeah. falls. Well, you could, you could. Uh, I think there's a lot less teams that are very quarterback needy, obviously, because each draft, like you know, teams take chances on players. Like even if they don't turn out after a few years, they still stick with them. Like I'm a big hitter on Mr. Trubisky. He should not be like he shouldn't be a starting quarterback. But Bears aren't going to wait to grab a quarterback for a few more years. And like teams like the Bengals, who are still Andy Dalton believers, like yeah, I mean, who else is going to finish towards the bottom? Dolphins have Josh Rosen. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, think, I think you can get a quarterback kind of midway through the draft, like tenth, yeah. tenth pick. Or maybe, yeah, maybe the Bucks would be one of those teams trying to trade up for Tua. If the Dolphins, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, too. But dude, I mean, was it? Uh, they got Sue. Vita Vea is nice. Vernon Havergrades. Levante David is, is the star of that defense. Oh, yeah, dude. Shaq Barrett? Shaq yeah. Barrett? <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah, they got a lot of talent. Yeah, man. Oh, it sucks. That's but why good. I think they're going to finish with, like, six wins and just be kind of, like, stuck. Yeah. Well, not against the Giants. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not next week. Yeah. Um, the Packers moved to 2-0 over the weekend. A lot of people doubting Aaron Rodgers after last season. Uh, but Lafleur and Rodgers, dude, I was I was a big Lafleur doubter. I was huge. Yeah. I was like, all, Titans offensive coordinator who didn't do anything. And I know I know it's only two games, but they look nice. Yeah, they look, they they look nice. Good. I'm I'm still I'm still not fully confident on them. Their defense is looking like very well. I'll, obviously, Kirk Cousins is. I think he's a mid tier. A lot of people say he's low tier. I think he's mid tier. I think he's mid tier. I agree. But. They looked really nice, and I said, I said, Adrian Amos is one of the most underrated free agent signings, just for yeah. how much he was paid in the league. And they got Darnell Savage, uh, Kenny Clark looked nice, Jair Alexander is looking yeah, nice. They have a solid uh, secondary. Yeah, they're you know they they could do well, and they the Bears are very bad this year. And a lot of people are hating me on that too, but their defense is like their defense is what's carrying their team, which is so sad. Two games against them. Two games against the Lions, too. Like, they have they have a decently easy schedule. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I mean, I would say the Packers are the leader in the clubhouse to win the North through two games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd, um, Aaron Jones looked good. He had, like, uh, 150 total yards from scrimmage and a, and a touchdown. Yeah, dude, when's the last time a Packers game? running back has, like, rushed for 150? Yeah, pro- probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he got that high. Yeah, if Aaron uh, Jones can keep that up, that's a huge plus. Oh, honestly, yeah. uh, I mean, so I I don't know a ton about Lafleur. I think it's more it was more just getting a guy that Aaron Rodgers could mesh with, because uh, I think Rodgers is still one of the elite arm talents in the league. So oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. They just had to get a guy because he was always button heads with McCarthy. So even if Lafleur isn't like an upper level coach, as long as he kind of like. Not stays out of Aaron Rodgers' way, but as long as they have a good relationship, I think that'll be, that goes a long way. It looks like oh it. yeah, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. I think I think this year they'll finish pretty well. Just drafts, you know, offensive line. That's really been their only weak spot, I would say. They got a young receiving core: Geronimo Allison, uh, Valdez Scantling, Devonte Adams. Like this, this is a solid team. And I was a big hater on Green Bay at the beginning of the year too. I was a big hater. Yeah. Like Adrian Amos, like Darren Rodgers, that's about it. Um, and the Vikings, man, I had them in my top, tied for fifth in my power rankings. But oh, Kirk Cousins is 
Yeah, that game fell on Cousins. I mean, yeah. Dalvin Cook uh, leads the league in, in rush yards by 40. Um, wow. Yeah, it's all, that's all about, all about Cousins. Right? Well, did he, he, threw, he had 10 completions the week before? Or he only threw 10 passes? Ten, only threw 10 passes, yes. yeah. the week before, like. They need to get back on, on that grind. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah, it's I not great. Dude, no. if, I were, if I were Minnesota, I, I would have just stayed with Keenum and not have signed Kirk Cousins. It's such a ridiculous contract. Yeah, it's a lot My of money. highest winning season was an 8-7-1 season. Like what? <laughs> That's a lot of money. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I, you, I, I, even coming into this season, I was a Kirk Cousins truther. But these first two games, dude, tough, tough looks. Yeah, t- yeah, and tough looks. Cousins, no doubt, man. no doubt. But I mean, you got to get, you got, Mike Zimmer's got to get the ball to his playmakers. You can't have Stephon Diggs have one reception in a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to help out your quarterback. Seven targets, too, man. Like. Kirk's got to get that ball. He's got to give him that ball, dude. Because he's he's so he's an explosive player. Obviously, not like OBJ, but he does that. He does have that explosiveness. He can, yeah. you know, no, screen passes. Like you got yeah. You got to incorporate your star players. One reception, forty nine yards, and a touchdown is not going to cut it. Yeah, Zimmer. He could even take a playbook out of what the Giants were doing with Eli. Just get the ball out into Thielen and Diggs' hands and let them let them go to work uh-huh like, yeah no doubt no just, doubt just dink and dunk down the field and like give the ball to dalvin hold the football for 35 minutes a game uh-huh. and then just hit like feeling on a pa like senior up the middle like yeah. I, don't, Catch off guard, I, yeah. I don't know we'll, we'll see i really i really think both of these teams have the opportunity to make the playoffs like it was a good game I agree. I they agree. go to Matt Lambeau Field, which always is tough to go in there and win. Like I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty high on the Vikings, but that was, I agree. That was a tough loss. Yeah, a tough loss. And I mean, like we we were ragging on them pretty hard, but it was only a five point loss in Lambeau, so it's not yeah not yeah. anything. It's not like they got blown out or anything. Um, so an AFC South matchup, uh, the Colts traveled to Nashville and beat the Titans by two. Um, we'll get to Adam Vinatieri's kicking problems, but uh, Jacoby Brissett. Didn't have a great game, but he did what he needed to do to win this game for the Colts. And that's kind of what I like to see. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just a true – I'm just a big hater on guys that can't throw the ball down the field. Yeah that's, just, yeah. that's just my thing. And, like, you can still win by not doing that. But in today's NFL, you're going to have to do that. I think the more starts Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett gets – I don't know why that was so hard for me to say huh. – <laughs> then I think a lot of, you know, teams and defenses are going to pick up that he can't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. They're going to start, you know, running different defensive play sets where it'll force Jacoby Brissett to beat that team, which I don't think he has the capabilities to do. I hope he proves me wrong, but 146 yards off of 28 attempts, not going to cut it. Um, Not going to cut it. Not going to cut it at all. And granted, that is a very—it's a very versatile offense. You got three pretty, you know, above-average running backs. You got T.Y. Hilton, who I'm a big believer on. Eric Ebron is a red zone monster. Jack Doyle, I think, is a top-tier second tight end. Um, Mo Ali Cox, too. What a big body he is. Paris Campbell, too. Like they have the weapons. Yeah, they got weapons. Obviously, they were trying to surround Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett. Is will win he will win them games. I wouldn't be surprised if he won up to like nine games, ten games. But agreed, agreed. I I don't. It's like it's kind of like, do you really want to like maybe make the playoffs and then get a terrible draft pick, 
or do you want to be shit and get a good draft pick? I know it sucks. You want to win always, but like Kobe Brissett is not the answer. I hope Colts fans just maybe end up with Josh Rosen. I don't want to say that this early, but like I hope, yeah. I hope they just get lucky. They deserve yeah. it. I'm not off the I'm not off the Brissett uh, bandwagon yet. I mean, I think the Colts. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to be in that in that eight to ten win range, be competing for the AFC South and or a wild card spot. Um, obviously, Marlon Mack didn't have the best Sunday. I still think he's the top ten back uh, in the league. And yeah, so I don't I don't think Brissett is a QB that puts you over the top. But like you said, he's a guy that can win you games and and in an NFL that where it's really hard to win games uh i think you, you you gotta you gotta capitalize when you have a quarterback who can do that is he the answer for the future i'm still unsure about that but i think for this season i think they could end up being like a 10-win team and a team that that makes some noise maybe on wild card weekend uh yeah yeah no without a doubt um only issue I see with them is like this this division I would say is the most like neck and neck division. All these teams yeah, are pretty like the Titans, dude. They just blew out Cleveland, who looked pretty nice going against the Jeff Jets with Nick Falk, whatever how however the hell you say his name. Uh, Luke Falk. <laughs> Luke Falk. Damn. Yeah. All right, sorry Jeff Falk, if you're out there, <laughs> if you're listening, give us a shout out on uh, our Twitter or something. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, dude, this is this is gonna be like a very like they're all gonna exchange wins. I feel like exactly. Yeah. Like, like Titans too. We were all big believers on Titans. Marcus Mariota, another guy that Titans just. I I know I'm a big hater, but like the quarterback position is so vital, and if you have a quarterback that you know is just gonna be average his whole career or maybe a little bit above, barely above, and or barely below, like, move on from him, man. Like, I and I know I'm such a doubter by saying that, but Marcus Mariota, dude, like I said, just like Jacoby Brissett, 28 attempts, 19 completions, 154 yards. How do you – you don't move the ball like that. You got to run game too, but how can you run the ball down the field when that's all you do? You got to be versatile in the NFL these days, and – if you can't pass, you're not versatile. Yeah, I think uh, Mariota's probably out after this year. It's his final year of his deal. Uh, I'd, yeah. be surpri- I'd be surprised if the Titans held on to him. Like, maybe if they make the playoffs and win a game, like they're going to hold on to him just because they're kind of handicapped in that sense. But I'd be surprised if he's their quarterback next season. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it because – teams just like to have mediocre quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. Giants did it for years. Like, well, the thing is, there's only, like, it. so many good quarterbacks. That's true. I just like – I think – I think good quarterbacks. I think teams should just try try to hit. Just try to hit, and if you hit a home run, that's a lot better than a double, you know? Yeah, I guess. I <laughs> that's guess how you got to think of it because you're not winning Super Bowls. But the thing is – days uh, with, like, an average quarterback. The thing that goes along with that is, like – GMs can't just keep like a GM won't be there to cycle through four quarterbacks, even if it's four quarterbacks in four years. Oh yeah, that's, you kind of I mean, got to stick with one, especially like if you, oh definitely, you definitely but I think I think it should just be a shorter period because if you're not if you're not winning games by your fourth year, that's bad. You know if you're if you're still inconsistent, if you still your techniques are bad, if you're throwing for under 200 yards for consecutive games like 
you got to realize like this guy can't do it. And I know I'm a big hater. I'm sorry. I hope all these players prove me wrong, but you know, Jameis Marcus and. Well, the, thing, the thing is with the thing is with Mariota, uh, he was three and nine as a starter his first year, but over the past three seasons, he's been nine and seven every year. So you wow. move on and on from a guy that goes nine and seven and gets you to the playoffs or right near it when you're you're better than more than half the league. Like you can't move as much as I don't like Marcus Mariota either. You can't move on from a quarterback that has won you nine games three seasons in a row. Like you just can't do that. That's fair. That's fair. And and people, like I said, NFL owners are okay with that because that that puts people on the seat. You know what I'm saying? And that's just as a fan or as someone that's passionate and wants to see see the team do so well, you gotta like you gotta hit a home run, man. Gotta hit a home run. But all right, let's move let's move to a different game. And it wasn't that much of a game. Pat's Dolphins. Pat's Dolphins. (laughs) Any hot takes? Uh, not really. I mean, we talked about, uh, Mika, um, I'll tell you what, all right, you got over under two wins for the Dolphins this year. Under. Under? I mean, dude, like, yeah, this is, this is, this might be a historically bad team. Yeah, but to be fair to the Dolphins, they could, they could have just lost, their first two games could have been to two teams who meet in the AFC championship game. To be fair. I think... I think. I mean, yeah, obviously. Are, I think. I think the Dolphins are a lot worse than the Patriots and Ravens are better. <laughs> like uh, they yeah. are so bad, so so bad, and they they do have a tough schedule because they play the Cowboys. So I think they're going to be another playoff team next week. But all right, so if you look at their schedule right now, they have the Bills twice, the Jets twice, the Redskins, uh, and the Giants. Those those are six games they could they have a chance at winning. Uh, every team that every going into every game, they're going to be the underdog in that game. But those are six games that, that I think they not 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 a feasible. But if you told me the Dolphins won two of those six games, I would not be like totally shocked, dude. I there's no way, there's no way. Maybe maybe if I don't know when they play the Jets, but if if Luke Falk is playing, maybe. And that's only maybe. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only win. I don't think they won any other games. Because if, you, if you're like a, you know, one and eight team, you know, two and ten team, and you see the Dolphins on the schedule, you're like, oh, hell yeah, we're about to snag a win. We're about to go out here and just whoop these guys. And I know that, that could be, you know, seen as a bad mindset to have, but I think they're just the gimme game. And I think the team knows that. Like, what are you supposed to do when you have, what, 120-something points scored on you in two games? How are you supposed to recover for that? It like, could be, like I said, they could have just played two, two, one of the two of the better offenses in the league. I'm gonna give. So obviously, the next two weeks aren't gonna go well either. In the hot take, as they got the uh, Cowboys and Chargers, and the hot takes are gonna keep piling up. I don't know if I bet over two, but I think they're definitely not going zero and sixteen. And I, I think they're gonna finish the year two and fourteen. Don't ask me where those wins are coming. I think they're gonna come from um, two of those six. That, that I mentioned before, but I don't know which which two they're going to be. But I think they're going to. No, nah, there's dude. There's absolutely no way. And I and I'm so I'm so sad, dude. This team is worse, almost as bad, if you not worse, than the, the than the Cleveland Browns team. There's absolutely no way they win a game. You can get, 
That's my go, that is my strongest take on this whole season. They won't win. You, you, I guarantee you could go to Vegas right now and bet the Dolphins win zero games, and it'd be like plus two hundred. Okay, dude, I would take that bet any day of the week, dude. You should, you should, dude. You they're should. number one, and I obviously I love this fucking guy, Preston Williams, an undrafted free agent, your number one wide receiver. He's performing better than any of your receivers. Granted, they've had probably been locked down by Stephon Gilmore and like Earl Thomas or. Who's the number one corner on the Ravens? Um, uh, Matt Elam? I don't even know. Damn. Oh, well. Obviously pretty be, good. Obviously. I think it might be Matt Elam. Anyways, they're not performing. And I know part of it's on, like, obviously they're terrible O-line. They're terrible quarterback. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to talk about the Dolphins that much. I just oh, think yeah, they're no, going to no yeah, I just think, I think, that, I think they're going to get at least one win this season. Dang. And obviously the Patriots looked like the Patriots. Antonio Brown, eight targets, four receptions, and a touchdown. Um, that's unfortunate for the rest of the league because he looked pretty in sync with Brady in, in the first game. And you got to think of it too. They got Jacoby Myers and, and Nikhil Harry who are getting taught by Julian Edelman, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon. They're going to succeed them. This is going to be scary. They're, they're built for – so many years down the road, also at running back too. Like they have guys like Rex Burkhead in there, you know, taking snaps. You could see it as they're taking snaps away from Shoney Michelle or, you know, Damian Harris, but also too, they're making these guys' career last longer because they're taking these early hits for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Patriots are going to be so nice for years to come. Obviously the quarterback question is still, you know, there, but who's to say Jared Stidham doesn't turn out to be, you know, the next Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but moving on, uh, the Chargers traveled to Detroit and in a low scoring contest, actually a lot of yards in this game, but uh, they just weren't cashing in in the red zone. Um, yeah, there was two, two um, back, uh, or back of the end zone, or not back of the end zone, corner of the end zone. Uh, interceptions too while they ran. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think the Chargers looked better. I think it was unfortunate they didn't get the win, um, in my opinion. Um, I mean, yeah, dude, I don't know what it is, but like Matt Stafford, either at the end of the game, he's like, oh shit, we're playing a game. Let me score a touchdown real quick and win this game. Or he's just like, he does it at the beginning, and then at the end, like, I don't give a fuck about this game anymore. Like, he's the most weird. Because he, he could, like, he could have been so good. I think, so, I think he could have been so good. I was a firm Matt Stafford believer. Obviously, he's from the Dallas area. I was, I was hyped on him for the longest time. But, man, he's, yeah. he's back to one of those, you know, middle to bottom tier guys. And, man, they're not really use, utilizing on Johnson the way I thought they were going to use them either um i mean <laughs> weird weird win weird two games for the uh lions past two weeks but yeah yeah they got it they got it done um i guess another big new not really big news but tj hawkinson only one reception seven yards yeah I mean, not that- a good sign for fantasy owners that's very that's in incon- inconsistency to rookie tight end I- I think that makes sense um, from a rookie. I, I don't uh-huh. know. I think, I, think, I think that makes sense. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, I think Hawkinson will still end up being a good tight end in this league. 
but I feel like he's going to oh, have, yeah. oh, yeah. have weeks like he did in week one, and he's going to have weeks like he Oh, did. yeah, yeah. No, without a doubt. But he's, he's like I said before, rookie, rookie tight ends don't, you know, do too well their first season. That's why I was so, so surprised last week. Um, he will continue to do well, like you said. But, man, big story. Kenny Galladay, man. Yeah, Eight receptions, 117 yards and a teed. Wow, he's he is he's something else. I don't want to say compare him to Megatron, obviously, but he's uh-huh. that he's that big body receiver in Detroit. I'm not comparing him to Megatron, obviously. No, no way. Yeah. No, I can ever compare to him, but he is he's something else. Very athletic. Uh that wingspan, that that reach is it's insane. Um yeah, Kenny Galladay is solid. Yeah, I, I I could see him in the Pro Bowl, no doubt, this year easily. Um Mike Williams, too, didn't think he was going to play this game. Uh, he had a really big catch, uh, 47 yards, I believe. Um, Austin Eckler, too, man, like I was saying before, man, oh, man, is he good. He's, he's good. Like, he, he can line up as a receiver and, like, you know, catch the ball down the field on the go route. Like, he's that good. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I agree. Uh, Eckler's, Eckler's definitely a solid player. Um, I don't think he's ever going to get into that top tier just because he doesn't have like the raw talent. As oh, maybe no, no, he won't be. He won't be considered a top back, but he'll. I think he'll put up numbers. He'll be like top at least top five in like total yards. Uh, I think that's a hot take. No way, man. He's already he's already number one right now. I'm pretty sure. Like he's he's nice. He's got more than McCaffrey and Camara. Yeah, and- no, I, no, I don't. I don't deny that he's good, but. I just don't think he's ever going to be seen on that level. Just oh no, no way, no way. But he's he'll put up a big year, and then next year in fantasy, like people will be taking him like fourth or fifth for no reason. Like yeah, not he's not gonna, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna have a Devonte Freeman year when Devonte Freeman first broke out. He's putting up like thirty, forty points a game, like some ridiculous amount, and then people are taking him like you know Top. third, fourth next year, and then barely playing has gone downhill yeah. ever since. But He's he's nice. I got him in our league, tenth round, no big deal or anything. But uh, uh, definitely a good pickup if you got him late. Um, I'm moving on to another game, the Seahawks um, two point win out in Pittsburgh. Obviously, uh, if you've been living under a rock and didn't hear the news, Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger suffered an elbow injury. And he's now out for the season. That guy sucks. So it's going to be Mason Rudolph's team for the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean Russell Russell Wilson looked pretty impeccable. Only six incompletions, yeah. three hundred yards, three touchdowns. Dude, I mean he's gonna have another MVP year. Like he's he's that good of a quarterback. Obviously a stand up guy. People see he's he might be a little bit weird, but yeah, he's um, a little weird. <laughs> stand up and uh, he, he, yeah, but he he looked so good. He's he's up there on that elite level. A lot of people don't put him up there, but he. I know it's. I know I was like way too hyped on him after the Jadavion Clowney trade, but I mean, he's gonna win at least ten games for them. They might, you know, get the uh, home field advantage in the playoffs. Like that's obviously a big deal. Yeah, that'd be huge. They might. They could go and see an NFC Championship game. I wouldn't be surprised at that. I would be surprised if they went to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're be- they're the best team in the NFC, but they. Russ is going to have another MVP year. It's going to be nice. DK looked nice too. Yeah. 
I, I, I knew he wasn't going to take long to step into that role when you got, you know, Russ thrown to you, but only three receptions off seven targets. That's a little concerning, I think, but it'll be, it'll do fine. <laughs> I think uh, if they want to turn, uh, take that stuff from a good to great team, that uh, they need to trade for another receiver. Cause I think that's going to be their pitfall. Like, yeah, Metcalf is looked pretty good through two games and Lockett had 10 receptions. But if Tyler Lockett's your number one, like, there's an issue there in my mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, do it how you want. But I think I, I, I think it really doesn't matter, dude. It, Russell Wilson's just one of those guys like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, look, Raiders blew out their – or the Chiefs blew out the Raiders with Demarcus Robinson as their number one wide receiver. Obviously, they have, you know, Kelsey, but – I don't think it matters if you got such an amazing – as long as you can bring in a pass and, like, you're good at route running. like, yeah. And their run their run game, too. Rashad Penny, I knew was going to – I think was going to take a step forward, obviously, with fantasy numbers. But 10 carries, 62 yards, a teed. Looking nice. His workload's increasing. Chris Carson's maybe decreasing. Yeah. Penny has better fantasy game. Also, they got CJ Pro size too. They're, I know I keep saying versatile, but this is this is a very impressive team. Obviously, if they did have a big name receiver, it would put them over the edge. I think. Too. Yeah, I think it'd put them over that into that like they, Super Bowl. Like, oh yeah, yeah. If they had uh, someone, and keep game. an eye on keep an eye on Will Disley. I know last year he was like. He was one of the top tight ends in the games he played until he got hurt. And then this year, it's slow week one. That's because, you know, Russ had a slow week one. Comes back game two, five receptions, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, uh, both of them were just straight dimes, dude. Russ is so nice, but straight dimes. But he is – he might be the real deal. I like I like Disley a lot. Yeah. And uh, on the other side, Benny Snell got his first carry. Took it for 23 yards, which is uh... – it's a little tidbit. I like Benny Snell. Did get another carry. Yeah, that's which is kind of weird. James Conner is dealing with an injury though, so we could see uh, him get getting uh yeah. Sam will obviously be the number one back, but Snell getting uptick in carries uh, should Conner oh, yeah. without a, a, without a doubt without a doubt. And how are we? I know we talked about it a little bit. We touched up on it, but what what's the win total looking like for the Steelers this year? Uh, I say six. Six? Eh, yeah, I will say. I mean, I'm not going to bring up any bad takes, but you did pick them to win the AFC. I did, until Big Ben got hurt. AFC North. Yeah, yeah. That's Big that's, Ben got hurt, dude. That's, dude, that's, like, that's, is Mason Rudolph even that bad of a downgrade? Like, Dude, don't on. even say that. What are you talking about? Dude, okay, okay, yeah, dude. How many how many touchdowns did he put up? Like Two. He put up two touchdowns? Yeah. Okay, two touchdowns in two weeks. Nice Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, you're talking about Ben or Rudolph? Big Ben. I'm, I'm talking about Big Ben. Dude, he played the, the like the two of the better defenses in the league. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. So, Mason Rudolph had you can't go. You can't base it off one game. Well, I'm basing it off two two and a half games. We'll say two and a half games. Where's Don't the half you. game come from? The Seahawks game because we're not. Where's the Where's the two games come from? Or the one and a half game? My bad. Oh, so you're gonna base it off one and a half games? That seems like a lot of solid evidence. Well, dude, I'm also basing it off of his year last year and the regression he showed from the year before. And I was gonna say he's gonna regress this year too as well. Obviously, with 
him not being as mobile and him not, you know, dude, he had his high arm strength too. Dude, he still has the arm strength. What do you mean? I mean, he had not, his, like one of the one of the. I'm, just, I'm not saying he doesn't have the arm strength. I'm saying he just regressing from what he used to be. I don't, and I really don't think Mason Rudolph is that big of a downgrade. Dude, Big Ben in 2018 had the most yards in the league and in, of his career. Dude, he he also had Juju and A B and Mike Tomlin as his coach too. You got Mike. You're hyping up Mike Tomlin way too hard. Mike Tomlin is not a great coach. Dude, and people say that, bro, but look at the numbers. He's been one of the most consistent coaches in the league. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but if you I've, stay, if you stay with a team for ten plus more years, you're a top tier coach without a doubt. But I, I mean, you can't mention him in the same breath as like, like the top like three guys. Mike Tomlin. Said, yeah, that's what I said. He was a step down from Belichick and Andy Reid. He's like, a, he's like a second. I don't, I don't, I don't like Mike Tomlin as a coach. But Big Ben was dude. They're for most yards. He was not. He was not regressing. I don't think he was regressing. Right. Whatever, man. He was gonna have another big year. I think. I think Steelers might still be like eight and eight, dude. No, I got him. I got the Steelers. That's funny, but I mean, also too, they're starting out zero and two, so it's all about momentum too. NFL's a really big momentum league, so like, they lose like one or two more, like it could be pretty bad. Especially with Mason Rudolph, probably not going to be able to take control over a locker room like Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you got young guys like Juju. I don't think Juju's as bad as AB in terms of like personality, but. You do have young guys in there, James Conner as well, even though James Conner, I believe, is a stand-up guy. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, defense is pretty nice. I mean, it's, it's a good defense. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to uh, NFC East matchup. The Cowboys went into Washington and uh, beat the Redskins by 10. Uh, Dak Prescott had another solid game, 26 for 30. 269 yards, three touchdowns, added 70 yards on the ground. Uh, he found eight different receivers in the process. Uh, the Cowboys are, are rolling. Yeah, Zeke had a good game, rushed for over 100 and a touchdown. And uh, this defense is, is the real deal. Um, the Cowboys are rolling right now. Dude, I hate, I hate covering them every week because it's – they're good. Yeah. <laughs> they're real good. <laughs> I hate the, I'm not a Cowboys guy. Oh, no, dude. It's, it's, not, it's not the team. It's the fan base. I'm sorry. Yeah. You guys are the worst. Obviously, me being from the Dallas area and being a Giants fan, it's tough. But, dude, Dak Prescott, like, he's having, I think, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and you could say maybe say Russ, or no, well, Russ didn't play too well first game, but Lamar Jackson and Mahomes are the only two play- quarterbacks playing better than him through the first two games. Yeah. And so, Brady, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like – I'd agree. I'd agree with that. He's probably playing in the top top uh, top five quarterback play right now. Yeah, he's looking nice. Um, you got uh, obviously Cooper, Gallup, Zeke, Big Wit. I mean, dude. Yeah, they have some good targets. Yeah, and of course they they played the Giants and the Redskins back to back weeks to start off the season, which is good momentum. It's like you know UT playing LA Tech first week of the year. Yeah. Any team playing CSU the first week of the year, like you want to get that momentum built up before you exactly. start. You know the Patriots, and I think they play the Seahawks too as well, because there's going to be there's going to be those tough games. And if you if you got a team that has a mentality of oh we win games, then you know you might take a few games that you shouldn't 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, dude, they they look nice. Obviously, Redskins. I feel bad for the Redskins. They're really they're really not looking that bad as they really should yeah. be. But they're just they just lost two games against two good teams, and I think you know, I think it might be going a little bit downhill for them. Yeah, no. I Obviously, you're not going to be winning games with Chris Thompson and a AP. Yeah, the run the, the run game couldn't get anything going. Keenan uh, Keenan wasn't terrible, but I mean, they're just the Redskins are just right at the moment they're a super boring team. They're really not. Dude, they're always such a boring team. Like, yeah. who, if I'm a uh, Redskins fan, like, whose jersey am I going to buy? Like, Ryan Kerrigan? Yeah. Like, not the jersey you want to be, like, repping Kerrigan? Yeah. Like, come on, man. There's not a whole lot uh, of substance there in the Redskins, which maybe they go the Giants route, and if they start, like, one and five, throw in uh, Haskins for the last ten games. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could see that. But, I mean, I think that's – because the Giants are doing this early. So, if it – if it goes uphill, that's amazing, which I think it will with the Bucks. Like, they'll start winning, you know, games here and there, which is better than just Eli losing every game and everyone being pissed. But if Haskins goes in, they could they could tank really quick because I, Keenum is not the issue here in Washington. Like, he's doing he's having a better year than Marcus Mariota. I could even you can even argue Josh Allen, and he's zero and two. Mariota's one and one. Like, it's not having that bad of a year. But he's just got that Ricky quarterback behind him. And he's, you know, obviously he was a guy before Goff. I'm sure he's a guy before someone else. I just can't remember because he's been around in the league for so long. But, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. He should have stayed with Minnesota. But he's looking nice. I think he'll he'll be one of those guys. He'll bounce around the league for the next five years and, like, fill in when someone gets injured or fill in, like, Someone really has some some QB depth issues, something like that. But yeah, he never really got that that chance to have his own team, except for that one year in Minnesota. Yeah, true. NFC Championship game. Okay. Yeah, but also Blake Bortles went too as well. So I guess it evens out. <laughs> Fair. Um, so moving on, the Cardinals traveled to Baltimore. Uh, they put up a fight, uh, lost by six to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, another solid day. He had 272 through the air, 120 on the ground. Two touchdowns, uh, no turnovers. Um, the Ravens' run game looks nice with Jackson paired with uh, Ingram and a little bit of Gus Edwards uh, sprinkled in in there. And Mark Andrews, um, it's probably story of the game, eight receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Yes, sir. That's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, I feel like he's in year two. Uh, I, I think he's going to do a little Hawkinson this year too. Um, I feel like that's the same with all like first and second year. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Especially that's, how, the, that's how Kittle was too as well. Yeah. The tight end position is so volatile. Like if, 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 if the quarterback is finding the tight end early, then he's going to keep going to him. But if you get targeted as a tight end like three times in the in the first quarter and all three of them are incomplete, like the quarterback starts turning away from you. So yeah, no, no. Um, but yeah, the Ravens. Uh, obviously, people aren't high on the Cardinals, uh, and so the Ravens did only win by six. But a win's a win, so you can't really knock them for. for oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no doubt. And if I'm if I'm an Arizona fan, like we're not looking as bad as we should be. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Really, and also, too, if I'm, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, I'm like, okay, well, we just lost by six to a potential AFC champion. And we we didn't look that bad. Obviously, like, they're an air raid team. 
I don't I the NFL really hasn't really seen anything like this. There is uh David Johnson carried the ball three or seven times, Kyler Murray three times. I don't know how many were designed runs. Yeah, that, uh Chase Edmonds one time. Carried the ball eleven times in a game, dude. Like twenty yards too. Yeah, like Rashad Penny, we were just talking about, ran the ball ten times and he wasn't even the lead back. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Throwing the ball forty times, that's crazy. Um I think teams will pick up on it, but dude, they Agreed. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald looked nice, man. Christian Kirk too, as well. Only have Hakeem Butler's obviously out for the year with a broken hand, or was it, it was hand or foot? One of the, I think it was hand. But, uh, it was hand, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Andy Isabella too, and Keyshawn Johnson, um, not the OG. Yeah, not the OG. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, three, and then Michael Crabtree too, as well, who I know you love so much. Um, yeah. but yeah, dude, it could be. I think. I think. Kingsbury is really trying to do this like yeah I mean he's trying to do it his own way which is like good for him but when you got David Johnson in the backfield like it's I think it's one thing if you're down like 20 points or like like three touchdowns yeah you air it out but it was like relatively like 10 point game like they got down to a one possession game like you can't be throwing it that much and and I obviously like I I love to nitpick like on on Kyler um, because I'm not as big like Obviously not the biggest fan, but three. So 350 yards is impressive. 25 for 40 is definitely not bad at all. But the no touchdowns is concerning because he he can get them down in the red area, but they're just not converting. And I don't know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's a huge yeah. issue. That's, that's issue. true. Um, I mean, you got to turn to the run game when you. Yeah, get so. yeah. Well, every time there's like one saying, there's another one. There's like a yin and a yang effect because then you could be like, oh well. Baltimore has one of the best red zone defenses in the league, but like, and you know, uh, obviously like you got to score in the red zone, but dude, David Johnson touched the ball eight times in a game, man. Like that's bad. That's really, really bad. They got to fix that. Got to give him the ball. They're going to be facing a lot better, you know, defensive teams too. I think they got to play the Seahawks twice a year. Um, I don't know who else they play. I'm pretty sure they play the um, – I don't even want to say it because I don't want to be wrong. Um, but Who are you talking about? The Cardinals. Like, dude, they're going to play pretty good defenses coming up. And if you, and they're going to pick up, especially yeah. a good defensive-minded coach, they're going to pick up that, oh, they only throw the ball. Like, not going to win games like that. But I, I do think they could win at least, like, five games. Like, that's totally not out of the picture. I definitely, I definitely thought they weren't, but – don't matter. Yeah, no, no. I, I, uh, I'm definitely higher on them after two games than I was coming into the season. Um, and uh, yeah. So, all right. So, um, we're gonna get into a new segment. Um, so the the best playing ride home and the worst playing ride home. We we both uh, picked a team. Uh, obviously, this has to be a road team. Um, but I was listening to a podcast with uh, Chris Long. And he was just talking about the differences in, um, like, the plane rides home when, when, when you got a big win or a blowout win or win over a rival compared to when you lost a sloppy one or uh, something bad happened. Uh, so, so we're going to get into that. Uh, so, Jay Denny, who do you have um, for your best plane ride home of the week? Oh, best plane ride home easily goes to the Chicago Bears, man. Obviously, Cody Parkey is – not too far along from Bears fans 
brains, but you guys finally did it. Won a game with a with a field goal. Eddie Pinheiro, man, is he the guy? Maybe, hopefully. But that was definitely that's definitely got to feel good with Mitch Trubisky leading them down the field on that game winning drive. But uh, yeah, too. So I would also say worst plane ride home definitely has got to be the New Orleans Saints. You got Drew Brees having Aaron Donald do – I don't even know what to his finger. <laughs> and – or his thumb and couldn't even grip the ball. Like, he's going to be out for so many weeks. And that's, that is very upsetting as a Saints fan. Teddy Bridgewater, too, did not look nice at all, man. And I thought I was a big Teddy Bridgewater believer, but, like, you, you have been succeeding – or um, you've been understudying Drew Brees for – how many years now? It's been like I think like two years now. You got to come into the game and you got to be ready. You got to be every single game in that mindset. And he didn't do that. Um, I do think I'm a big Taysom Hill believer. He is obviously versatile. He plays the wide receiver position. Sometimes lines up in the backfield. I think it's going to be very bad if the Saints don't put in Teddy Bridgewater over these next few weeks. Obviously, they get to play the Bucks and the Panthers twice a year. So that's a plus, but man, that plane ride's gotta hurt. Few other notable plane ride homes. Uh man, the Jaguars. Wow, how that's gotta feel on the plane ride home, especially with all the Jalen Ramsey news dropping. Like, man, that's gotta be a tough plane ride home. Doug Marone, what's up with that, man? Hope you keep your job. You shouldn't be able to lose your job, but man, oh man, that's gotta be a tough plane ride home. Yeah, I don't on the Doug Marone thing, uh if if you're like the organization, um, so obviously last year was pretty pretty I, I mean pathetic after what they did. Uh, basically, should have been in the Super Bowl two years ago. If you're the if you're the GM, w- would you rather keep Jalen Ramsey? If you had to pick one, keep Jalen Ramsey or keep Doug Marone? Um, how long has Doug Marone been there? It's like it's got to be like uh, was he the coach uh, during the AFC run? Yeah, he was. He was. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, this is his. So he took over in 2016 uh, as an interim, and then his first year was the AFC run, and then his second year was last year at five and eleven. Okay. Um, if you had to pick one, I mean, dude, this is this is the year where it will decide because last year was a regret, or obviously, you know, the down yeah. year. They played very yeah. bad. Obviously, didn't have a quarterback. They go out and try to get Nick Foles, not the guy. Obviously, Gardner Minshew might be able to, but if you go, if you go Owen like five, man, man, he's That's definitely cool. gone by Owen yeah. six. Um, but yeah, dude, I and it sucks because I'm pretty sure I don't. I think I picked the Colts to win the AFC South, but I was like, as soon as um, luck was out, I was like, oh, Jags, without a doubt, because they have the talent. They have such good talent. Uh, obviously, you know, we know the defensive side, Bouye, uh, Ramsey, two of the best corner duos in the league. Yeah. Um, offensive side has always been shaky, and Fournette has not been playing well. So I'm very, I'm very critical on the Jags now. And I hate uh, to go back on what I'm saying, what I said, but man. I hear you on that. Not, not a good look. Um, other games through the league. Let's talk about that Monday night game, Browns-Jets. Yeah, Browns-Jets. Uh, so go- going into it, I didn't think it was going to be a contest. And then uh, Simeon uh, obviously got hurt. 
So they had to bring in Luke Falk. I, without even looking it up, I got to assume that was his first uh, NFL regular season action. He actually didn't look terrible. Two, two, 20 for 25, 200 yards. Um, his ankle looks terrible. Huh? Right Simeon's ankle looks terrible. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Baker? I was talking about, yeah, Falk didn't look bad. He was 20 oh, Falk. For, oh, God. Yeah. Um, he was 20 for 25 with 200 yards, which, I mean, like, what more can you ask from him? But dude, I mean, yeah, yeah, dude. And he was thrown in such a terrible situation. Like, yeah, and I mean, when, when defensive players, especially, dude, especially when you have Miles Garrett on the other side and he's like, he just snapped the quarterback in front of you's ankle yeah. and he's already had like three, four sacks in the game. Like, he was, he's probably shitting his pants. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but wow. And then touch up on the Browns too. That Vernon and Garrett duo is looking amazing. Just like I said. Wow, they they are nice. OBJ obviously, ah, man, brought me back, <laughs> brought me back. That one-handed catch, I was like, I was like, Brown fans, you're feeling what I felt, man. And I feel it. Props to y'all. Sucks, but I love the guy. He is such a fun player to watch. That catch too, he can just change the outcome of a game just like that. Wow, he's something special. Sucks, he left when he left, man. Yeah. Daniel Jones, OBJ, Saquon would have been. Up beautiful duo to watch but power to him i only thing i hate about obj how are you gonna do this how are you gonna say all this shit about the giants when they made you who you are yeah and, you, and then we trade you to an up-and-coming quarterback who you've been practicing with you know outside of being teammates and you got your best friend and like favorite person to line up against or you know on opposite sides with with jarvis landry granted it is cleveland but Man, dude, come on. We're putting you such a promising Honestly, offense. Honestly, it doesn't feel any different. Obviously, love the player and him. A little bit of a bastard, but love the guy. Um, but, yeah, this could be this could be it for Cleveland. Could be the first winning season in a while. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, yeah it'll be interesting. The Browns' defense definitely uh, looked really nice. Um, I think one key storyline to, to watch out for uh, – so Jarvis Landry only has seven catches and 99 yards through two games. Um, and here's, here's, my, um, here's my argument with that. That's, how, that's what he does every year. People are always so high on Jarvis Landry. He's not a, he's not a big receptions guy. Like he'll put up big plays in games, but he's, he really puts the numbers up as like a middle-tier wide receiver, which I think he kind of is. He does make that spectacular play. He is an athlete, but he's he's really not elite. He's he's well, he led the league in receptions in twenty seventeen. In twenty seventeen, two years ago, when who was lining up again like alongside him? Kenny Stills, like well, but that's the, I mean that's my whole point. He's not getting targeted as much, so he could get a little disgruntled. I think Jarvis Landry is like a, a top fifteen receiver in the league. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no way, no way, no. No. I think he's. I think he's a top fifteen receiver in the league. I don't think top fifteen receiver. I could go through fifteen better than him right now if we really wanted to. I I, I don't I don't know if you could like Odell. Here, let me count on it. Odell, AB, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen. I would put ahead of him. Yeah, okay. That's five. Amari Cooper. I put Kenny Galladay above him, That's but Mike that. Evans above him. Um. What is that? Kenny Galladay, I'm not sure about. Um, no, dude. Kenny Galladay, I would take him nine times out of ten over him. Fuck. Oh, shit. I just had someone in my brain, but I just I just forgot. I'm going through teams, going through divisions. Um, You're struggling at eight. 
eight. I'd take Ty over him. I, I would. Um, snap. Hold up. I take Devonte Adams over him. Can't really forgot him. Uh, dude, I take Julian Edelman over him. Uh, that's like I my hottest take. Oh, I did do it. I didn't even say I would take Cooper Cup over him any day of the week. I would take. Mm, I would take Brandon Cooks over him. Yeah, dude. Shit, I might even take Robert Woods over him. Like I, I'm really not that high on him. But so, but, but you now you're just naming guys who have worse stats than him. So that's just opinion based. Dude, okay, Tyreek. I take Tyreek over him. Like Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup hasn't had a season over 900 yards. Jarvis Landry. Well, dude, dude, he just got last year as his breakout. Dude, I'm telling you, Cooper Cup is going to have at least a thousand year or a thousand yard uh, year if he stays healthy this year. Juju didn't even say Juju. Um, shit. He's right I don't around even like know where I'm at, dude. You're at like Diggs. I Diggs. I take uh, Keenan Allen, obviously. Take Mike Williams too. AJ. No Dr- way. Nice. Now you're just naming guys. No, I'm not, dude. I am not high on Jarvis Landry at all, dude. If I, you, like, look at him last year, bro. He was their number one wide receiver, and he really did not put up that like that great of numbers. He was Obviously, twenty-five yards away from a thousand. Dude, dude. If you think he's elite, he's got to be putting up at least a thousand. I never said he's elite. I said he was top fifteen. You said he's elite. all right. Whatever. I'm not. Now we're just bantering, but. You know my take on Jarvis Landry. I, I mean, he's obviously, dude, he's obviously one of the best uh, second wide receiver options. But, like, if he was the wide receiver number one, he'd be, like, between 15 and 20. I know that's, like, He was boring. wide receiver one for four years and had over 950 yards in every season. <laughs> Bro, but you also got to think of – and I know, like, I'm just trying to, like, refute every argument you have. You also got to think of who else is on his team. If he's the only player on his team, hell yeah, he's going to put those numbers. Look at Preston Williams, bro. He's putting up decent numbers, and he's their wide receiver one. But you got to realize that too as well. That's why, like, you, you just got to know that. They're going to pack stats on a shitty team. Yeah, but like, and, and on the same point, if he's on a shitty team, he's the only one that you need to cover. You could triple team his ass. Yeah, all right. That's a fair argument. We know, you, know, you know where I stand with Jarvis. All Good right, player, so. obviously talented, but he's, he's not elite. He's not elite. I don't think he's elite, but I I just think he's in the top fifteen. All right, all top right, top twenty maybe. Get out and get out your last last full say on him then. Um, um all right, he, so I, what? I was just gonna I was gonna switch games on us. Yeah, yeah so the Sunday night one we have Sunday night one, yes sir. Uh, so Sunday night game, it was, it was a pretty compelling game. Uh, it was uh went down to the wire. Nelson Aguilar with that huge drop at the end. Neither team could really get anything going uh, on the ground. 106 combined yeah. rushing yards in the game. Um, and Wentz did his thing where he sucks in the first half and then comes out firing in the second. It was just too little, too late. Um, dude, uh, the Atlanta defense is finally back, healthy. Um, looking pretty nice. Obviously, Carson Wentz didn't really look that – well, I mean, you got to give it to both sides, obviously. But um, yeah, dude, they their defense is really not that bad. Um, definitely still not elite, but dude, they could be. They could be, you know, you know, borderline, borderline, maybe. But they're looking really nice. Obviously, Matt Ryan with Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, and Julio Jones. That is a solid receiving core. Um, obviously, a top tier receiving core. Um, yeah, dude, they're they're looking nice. Um, Eagles, on the other hand, Wentz. Got to step up, man. Got to step up in the first half. You can't – you got you to gotta set the tone for games. 
and you got to keep that tone, even if you're like only getting field goals out of it and stuff. But I don't know, man. He 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 does this a lot, kind of like you know one of those Matthew Stafford guys. But a lot of guys do that. Like Mahomes, like they just play like one or two quarters, or they'll just go off. And I know it comes down to game script. I get that, but Mahomes scored four touchdowns in one quarter. Like yeah, that's pretty. That's crazy. ridiculous. And obviously, your team's gonna hold off, hold on the brakes a little bit more after that. But man, oh man. Come on, Carson. Yeah, Carson. Uh, the Dakota's proud. Yeah, he uh, he's looking a little sluggish. He's looking pretty inaccurate to start to start this campaign. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and he's just always just like inconsistent, and it's not inconsistent game to game. It's inconsistent like drive to drive. Yeah. As an Eagles uh-huh. fan, it has to be like so annoying. Oh yeah, I know, and it <laughs> it sucks because like you got Eagles fans like, oh, we should have never like all holes. I don't know, but like. Wentz is a better quarterback. Oh yeah, no, without a doubt, the obviously the more talented of the two players. Like, he's inconsistent, yes, but like, he's kind of the reason they won the Super Bowl. He won all those games. I don't yeah, think exactly. Nick would have brought him if he played the whole season to the Super Bowl. No. Um. Yeah, man, he's he's got to step it up though. He's got to play to the elite level, which he can play at because he's he's that sort of player. He's got the weapons around him too, as well. Yeah. Uh, Ertz and Goddard, two best, uh, the best tight end duo in the league, I believe. Um, uh, I agree. Up, up and coming, Miles Sanders. Yeah, well, the thing, Sanders only ha- is averaging two and a half yards per carry through two games. Yeah, that's true, too. And that's a good, that's a good line. That's a, that's a yeah, pretty so good line. It's a little um, concerning that the running game hasn't really gotten anything going. Yeah, but. true. But, yeah, I, and, I, and I don't like rookies starting out, you know, getting a lot of reps unless they're like the only back on the team and they're getting a lot of reps and it's a good, you know, offense. Like Josh Jacobs is looking really nice. Obviously David Montgomery has, was a little shaky, had a better second game. I'm a big believer in just waiting unless they're like a Saquon Barkley where you like just got to start him right away, known starter. Don't get a guy like Jordan Howard to like clog up his reps. You got to let him know he's the number one back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah they got the weapons. They should be a lot better than they are, I believe. Yeah, and I, I think they'll eventually get on track. I think the Eagles will uh, be right in the mix come December. Maybe not for the NFC East if the Cowboys pull away, but at least for a, uh, a wild card spot. Um, yeah, but so getting into my best and worst plane rides of the uh, weekend. Uh, for the best plane ride, I got the uh, 49ers who went into Cincinnati, um, won by 24. Um, Garoppolo, three touchdowns, two almost nearly three hundred yards. Matt Breida, one hundred twenty yards on the ground. Uh, I, uh, Raheem was at Mostert. Yeah, um, more Mostert. I dude, I thought he. I because I I told uh, uh, Phil to pick him up because his team's not looking too good. Yeah, for twenty two points, and now Phil's like, oh my god, David York. But like, I didn't think it was gonna do that well. But yeah, yeah. he man. Yeah, he had like a hundred fifty total yards and a touchdown. And yeah, uh, wow. Dude, I mean, really, that's, like, that's a long flight from Cincinnati back to San Fran. San Fran is two, uh-huh. two and zero after losing Garoppolo so early in the season uh, last year. They got the Steelers coming to town this upcoming week. Uh, they got to be they got to be feeling pretty good uh, after after uh, this week's win. Oh yeah, dude, no no doubt. And that and there was a touchdown that like Cincinnati scored a touchdown like the last few seconds. Yeah, last, yeah like, so they really should have won by you know more. But man, dude. I was a huge 49ers believer. I think the 49ers were the Cleveland Browns of last year. Yeah. 
had they got all these star players and then they didn't really perform as well. Um, who they get in the they got D Ford, I know that in the offseason. Um, Ford, Tevin Coleman. Well, yeah, Tevin, has, well, I mean, he hasn't. Well, yeah, he's out now. Um, yeah, dude, they got Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon just I, waiting for yeah. you know, season returns. I think Coleman uh, should be coming back in the next couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And then I think I, I'm pretty sure, don't give me, don't take me up on this, but I think McKinnon's out to at least week eight. Yeah, McKinnon's but, out for, for longer yeah. than Coleman. Um, they got the, they got, was Debo Samuel and then um, who's the other rookie court, or, uh, wide receiver they got? Uh, I forget. And they still have Marquise Goodwin, so they got some speed. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin. And then they, they just drafted one other dude that's, he looked, he looked very nice. Um, but yeah, anyways, Jimmy G, man. I, a lot yeah, of people back healthy. Like. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's good. He's good. He's just yeah. another diamond in the rough. Patriots find. I think they got they got Bosa in the first round this year. Yeah, Bosa in the first round this year. D Ford too, and obviously Richard Sherman as well. Still doing his thing. Um, did they get um, Kwan Alexander too? Uh, did they? Pretty sure they did, but I'm I'm not hyped. I'm not high on him at all. But no, uh, yeah, he's on he's on the Niners. Yep. Damn. Yeah, but dude, I mean, they they looked better than the Seahawks did against him. And yeah, they, agreed. They played in Cincinnati. Agreed. A lot better. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to finally see you know Jimmy G. Jimmy G. The 49ers are back. Obviously, they're in the Super Bowl not too long ago. Joe Flacco and Kaepernick. I'm excited, man. It's obviously it's gonna take you know a few years for them to get going, but and two we didn't even talk about Matt Barreto. Like Matt Barreto's it. Yeah, Matt Barreto enough. Hundred twenty yards, not bad. And then two on the Cincinnati side, man. I I did. I was hesitant to say that Tyler Boyd, you know, was like AJ Green, but man, oh man, ten receptions, hundred twenty-two yards. That is age. Those are AJ Green numbers. Um, John Ross too. Obviously, that uh, that sixty-six yard touchdown at the end was like more than half of his yards. But that, those are those are two up and coming receivers. They're going to be nice. Um, obviously, if Tyler Eifert can stay on the field, he's a dominant wide receiver. Joe Mixon too, as well. Kind of yep. limited his touches, averaging a yard and a half. Obviously, terrible. But their O line was without their sensational rookie O lineman Jonah Williams. Um, but yeah, going to be a tough year in Cincinnati. Yeah, so. tough year. I agree. Uh, Dalton is kind of slinging it a little bit, but it's kind of uh, just some stats that don't really mean too much. Um, yeah. Yeah, the final game that I believe we haven't covered yet, uh, which features one of uh, my team that had the worst flight, is uh, the New Orleans Saints versus the Rams. I think the Saints had the worst flight of the weekend. Um, not solely on the loss in general. With the loss of Drew Brees for eight weeks, uh, injured his thumb. They got yeah. screwed again in the third, uh, second quarter when it was tied at three. Cam Jordan scooped up a fumble, took it to the house. Should have been 10-3, momentum-changing play, but the rest blew it dead. Um, so the Saints, and, the, and also West Coast all the way to New Orleans, New Orleans after a loss like that with another blown call by the refs with your star quarterback getting injured. Um, just, just all in all, a tough game uh, for the Saints. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I already touched up on him, too, as well, when you were doing your thing. Oh, yeah, I was going for a quick minute. Um, yeah, I mean, a Teddy Bridgewater didn't look terrible, and I'm kind of a Teddy Bridgewater believer. Uh, uh dude, well, well, so while you were going to – I said, dude, like, 
he has been he he's been you know uh drew Brees' mentee for you know, how you know how long it's been like at least a year year and a half yeah you got it you got to be able to step in and like take control like he's he's good enough we've seen his potential yeah. like you got to go in and take over that offense there's no no doubt he should have done better and Taysom Hill firm believer in Taysom Hill he is watch watch his preseason highlights like he looks so so good man and they like to play him at wide receiver and running back a lot I don't know why he's such a good passer (laughs) but that's just that's my take obviously I don't want to say play him over Teddy Bridgewater even though I feel like they should and I want to see that but yeah, Teddy's your guy until Drew's back. Yeah, sure. I, I I agree with that. I agree. Um, all right. So so anything else you want to touch on to get into power rankings? Um, uh, any power rankings? No, I would say because I know I had Minnesota and um, uh, what was it the Texans at fifth? I'm gonna still stick with my power rankings. I think I had the Saints at three. I'm gonna go. Patriots, Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys at three. Tough, tough look. Tough. It's a tough say. It's a tough say, but man, oh man, they look nice. I'll go. I'll go Rams at four, going and beating the Saints. That's 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 nice. And then I'm still I'm still high on the Texans, man. I'm still high on the Texans. Tough, tough game, but um, looking rough. But Deshaun Watson will turn it on, and yeah, I got them at fifth. I know I don't got Baltimore in there. Yeah. They got to play someone good. I, I thought that, you know, a lot of um, – along as well with many other people, obviously Dolphins, I think, aren't going to win a game. Cardinals might very easily be a bottom-tier team. He's got to prove himself. He's got KC next week. Let's see. If he does well then, then then we'll start talking, you know, top five. But That's fair. Uh, so I'm pretty much almost in agreement. So I have the Patriots, Warren Chiefs, too, like you. Then I have three, four flopped. I have the uh, Rams at three, Cowboys at four. And then I have the uh, Ravens at five. I just think Lamar Jackson's looked so nice yeah. so far. So. Yeah. Well, dude, I got him. I got him. You know, right, like right there, like six. six. And then I got Vikings right at seven. Even though a lot of haters. I, and then I, got, I, got, I got Seattle. Packers. coming up too. Seattle's yeah, on the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Pack, yeah. I love Packers too, obviously. But um, look for the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers could be a little sneaky. Should win this week. Danny Dimes, baby. Danny Dimes. We're coming up. We're coming up. I'm, dude, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am. I know. We got, a, we got a lot of big storylines coming up in week three. It's oh, really, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. It'll be a fun one. Um, so, anything else you want to touch on before we sign uh, off? Uh, um, all good. All, all right. Good. Awesome. So, that's a uh, recap of week two, um, our third ever SQ Sports NFL podcast. Uh, this you'll if you're listening to this probably Wednesday morning. Um, we're going to be recording on Tuesday, either dropping Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, on Spotify and iTunes. So just always be sure to be looking for that. Um, check the Twitter feed. We're going to start throwing up more polls and stuff, trying to get more uh, interactive uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, for Shane, for Jack, this is another edition of the SQ Sports NFL Podcast. Yes, sir. Something quality. Let's go. Quality. Catch you next week. <laughs>